0: Was It's going to actually just be two episodes in a row because we forgot to post last week. So I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. We're not, you know, we're, we run a loose program over here. Very loose program.
1: It was so, my fault. I just got, I had, a, I had a hectic week. I didn't. You're busy. When you're busy, you know, you're busy, Phil. I just didn't have time to get it all, all off done you, until yesterday. I'm sorry.
0: You cannot fault a man for being busy.
1: Busy just, man, okay.
0: Yeah. And you know what? Our show's free, so you guys need to just like beat it if you're if you're complaining. Yeah,
1: stop yelling you know? at me.
0: Yeah, we'll put it out when we want. We might put it out next year. <laughs> you know, <laughs> if I want to, that's what I'll do. I'm Corey Kingston, Black Mike Johnston. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's up, everybody? Corey Kingston here from the Drum Brigade over there sipping his coffee on Zoom today oh yeah no it's, it's still good it's still good okay all right thank you yeah. God, very moody crowd today yeah for real <laughs> um that's funky phil yeah in phil's castle what's mm-hmm. the hassle me yeah oh, they like it. Okay, cool they seemed unsure about it but uh <laughs> yeah it was like a forest applause Thanks yeah. a lot. <laughs> I, I guess we should. Should we? All right, let's go. Uh, <laughs> it's the Drum Brigade podcast. This is episode 144. And uh, we're here. It's now. Um, you know, we're doing a... This is the last one before we're off for the summer. Um, but I have some good news. I'll get to it when we get to it, you know? Um, so a um, couple things. Um, uh, Drum Brigade built on the shoulders of camaraderie over competition. It's all about acceptance and belonging. We feel that if you can get over your inferiority complex, you can perform at your best. And that's what we're all about. So we make everyone feel welcome and feel like they belong. And we love playing drums. And so if you love playing drums too, then you belong. That's what's up. Thank you guys. See? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, you know, we even support people that are just like into like dumb stuff. We just kind of think it's dumb. Like if you're into competition, I'm kind of like, well, at least you play drums. You know, (laughs) you're really good at drums and they're like, you suck. And I'm like, yeah, well, I could get better, but you know, you're really good. So now that we've gotten that out of the way, can we play? (laughs) Can we have something in common? You know, Before you know it, it's just a big drum party. Everybody's having fun and high fiving. So um, that's what we're all about at Drum Brigade. We do that. um, We promote that through a bunch of different ways. Um, One, our drum lessons. um, Two, our merch. Still got that Kevin Aguchi shirt that's on fire, man. People love it. Mm. Um, And so uh, I haven't, I actually haven't gotten any new Drum Brigade shirts in a long time. I need to like, re-up my game and funky phil needs some freshies too Mm -hmm. i've just been wearing black shirts all day every day that's it that's my steez like i don't like logos on my stuff i've been wearing great
1: shirts every day dang i just bought a big pack of them
0: do you use fresh
1: clean shirts well no no i mean i wash them
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's a company called fresh clean shirts and they're like dad shirts no, and they make you. you're already like super ripped though. So you're good. But like, I, uh, I, think I like them because
1: some European company called Hanes. Okay. Those are probably the same thing. So fresh, clean I'm shirts are kidding. very soft. It's, it's Hanes. Oh, Hanes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Spanish. Uh, yeah. They're from Spain. Hanes. Fresh,
0: fresh, clean shirts are like, they're very soft and then they're like fitted for dads. Oh, to help you with the dad bod? Yeah, they're like middle-aged man shirts, and they're so great. They're a little expensive, but they're so great. And then you can order like five at a time. Mm. And so I just wear like, I just order black shirts. And I'm like, you know what? Forget it. Like, I don't need to wear drum brigade shirts every day, even though I like that, and I still do. But I have this thing, too, that men in their 40s, Maybe even their mid to late 30s shouldn't wear other people's logos. People should wear either a business that you own or a plain shirt. Well, I guess so I can't like, wear your shirts anymore. Well, no, I mean, I'm actually talking to everybody out of buying Drum Brigade shirts yeah, now. No, what are you doing? <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't say this, but like, I'm just telling you what
1: my thing is. Like, I just want to wear a black shirt or a Drum Brigade shirt. That's it. You hear that if, if you're anywhere near 40 or above don't even bother <laughs> Corey's gonna judge you okay maybe i should re-
0: <laughs> i shouldn't say this maybe i shouldn't say this if i'm sorry i misread that it was if you're a man 35 to 40 in your mid 40s you should wear other people's logos that being drum brigade just drum brigade no right? i'm saying though like I'm talking about dudes that like if you're like rocking or walking around in like, uh, I don't know, like a Volcom shirt and you're like, you're like 40, like that's fine if that's your steeze but like, you know, it just doesn't really look mature. It just kind of <laughs> looks like a dude wearing like a, you know, a Hurley shirt or something. But yeah. if you're like a surfer dude and that's what it is like, then like I wear like an F note shirt. I wear a revolution shirt. I wear like what i'm saying is what i'm saying is this i wear shorts shirts of people that i support or companies that i support so yes i would wear a volcom shirt yes i wear like patagonia jackets because i really think they make quality good products has really nothing to do with a brand name i just like the quality and the the purpose of their stuff i wear like Revolution is my friend John's company and a company that like I, I, I endorse and I believe in and I like and I use their products and you know I bought a shirt from Channing Cook Holmes because that dude has better style than anyone I know, and so does his shirt. So I bought a shirt from him. Um that kind of thing is different from like you walking into Ross and being like, sweet. Volcom. I'm going to wear it and you're like a forty nine year old man. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to pay attention. I'm trying to raise my standards, you know? So if you're like yo, I support camaraderie over competition and I believe in it and I'm going to rock this drum brigade shirt because it's stylish and it makes me prove to others that I stand by acceptance and belonging, Mm -hmm. then I'm going to buy a drum brigade shirt. Yeah. Y'all get it? Yeah. All right. There you yeah.
1: go. Buy, right. buy a drum brigade shirt, any other logos, and you're dealing with judgment brigade. Yes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just telling you what I do, Phil. This is what I do.
1: Okay. I'm just you, kidding. Maybe you're different. No, I pretty um, much don't really wear any logo shirts. <laughs> yeah. I
0: I mean, except, it's not a rule.
1: Except drum brigade shirts.
0: Yeah. but you believe in camaraderie over competition and acceptance and belonging. Heck yes. Okay. But I'm not telling you what to do. Like, I'm just saying that's what I do. Like I want to be perceived in a way that doesn't make me look like I'm hanging on to my youth. Like I'm a man and I'm mature and I have a high standard,
1: not a man boy. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm really,
0: really, really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so um a couple other things um so i'm sitting here in the podcast room at synergy and um synergy is a co-working space and uh if you guys um want to have an office space uh in escondido check out synergy it's very cool um but (sighs) this pains me phil but Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're getting right into it right away. Right now. I'm not even getting into the show yet. That was quick. Bro, man. I just gave a promo for this place. Okay. It has been great. But, but <laughs> it, is, it has ran its course, my friend. Oh, no. This is my last week here, and I'm going, getting, packing the drums up on Friday. And uh you know it's been a collaboration it's been very cool they gave me a great deal the, the owner of this place is seriously dope like seriously like dope older <laughs> woman classy very very like does not wear falcom shirts no <laughs> she's she's very like driven and she's an entrepreneur it's obvious cool um i'm tired of people though that are freaking close-minded dude I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about like other fools like me. Fools. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. (laughs) Fools (laughs) that like use this space. Like seriously, people see you doing something creative. See you doing something different. See you doing something a little borderline, like a little bit, maybe like out of the ordinary. And they're just like, Oh, wait a minute. You can't do that here. What? (laughs) Uh." and then they just start complaining. Really? Last I checked, dude, you're in a co-working space. They this have is a room
1: a, like room for meditating and yeah. they've got a George Foreman grill in there.
0: Yeah, maybe you just go in that room and like freaking cry a little bit and get over yourself. Yeah. There's some so so I, dude, electric drums, you know, they put me in an open space, so there's other people that use the space. Mm -hmm. come in willy nilly, come in while I'm like filming lessons, like want to talk to me while I'm playing like all, it's all good because why? Because I'm in your space, just like you're in my space. We are in a co-working space and there's dudes that have like their own room, their own office. There's people that are using the conference room. There's people that are using this. There's people that are using that, but they want to complain about what I'm doing. Like it's a little bit noisy, even though it's not more noisy than you talking while I'm trying to film a lesson. Like I'm not complaining about you, but you're complaining about me because it's it's too, it's a little too artistic for you. That's what the deal is, huh. you know. I and
1: so I have a theory. Now this might be a little weird, but I bet you if while you're playing your drums, if you just yell. Buy, buy, <laughs> sell, sell over and over <laughs> again. <laughs> um, and like random like decimal point numbers and stuff, just really yeah. loud while you're playing drums. Uh, they will work. They'll just think you're, you know, just buying and selling stuff and <laughs> leave yeah. you alone. Yeah.
0: I just feel like. So, okay. So like the people upstairs are all cool. Like they're, there's dudes that are in finance and stuff and they're just constantly, they're working 24 seven. Like mm-hmm. I left late, I left at seven, no, six, six o'clock last night, they were still going hard. I got here in the morning. They're, they're here on their computers. They're crunching numbers and talking to people and getting people's like account information they there. I mean, they are locked in those dudes have no complaints but guess what the people downstairs are also complaining about them well they talk too loud their voices carry oh okay so they just
1: complain about everyone then
0: yeah how about you guys just go get your own office or maybe you go to the library and like complain about people talking there because last i checked this isn't co-working office space co-working everybody's allowed to do their work if you don't get the concept of a co-work Then you need to just dip, dude. (laughs) Like, seriously, what is wrong with you people? Well, what are they doing? Like, exactly. They're, they're, well, so, so, okay, so this is what's going on. They put me downstairs in like a common area. So I'm not really like in an area where I have my own space. I'm in a common area where everyone kind of comes. This is like where the hot desk area is. So people that don't want to, can't afford an office but want like a designated desk this is where they're supposed to go but no one's using that so they gave me a setup like where i have a designated desk quote unquote to do my job where my drums are set up and that's it but there's other dudes that have like an office off of that it's just like a conference room that they rent and they only come here for meetings so i don't know what they're doing but they're like a freaking construction company dude Hmm. It's not like you're freaking like a lawyer or something like a count. There's a lady that does massage therapy next to me and she doesn't even complain. Huh. She has a room right next to where my drums are and she's like, no, it's all good. We have music playing in there and so we can't really hear you while while we're while I'm doing my thing. We've worked out each other's schedules, but some dudes from a construction company. Okay, and then this is the other thing. They're not even the owners of the company. The owner of that company is like, "Yeah, it's all good, No worries, but <laughs> the guys who work for him are like, "Eh, so I see these guys, and I see them come in it's it's dude it's if if I'm, if we're talking about distracting, it's so distracting for me, first of all, because I'm in the middle of a lesson, and then they're turning on lights, they're talking, they're on the phone they're and so I have to like explain, Hey, you know, I'm working at a place where other people are working, you know, and everybody seems to be cool with that. Yeah. But then I'm tap, tap, tap a And that's literally what it is. It's just tapping and me going, no, it's 16th notes, not eighth notes. And it starts with your right hand. I'm talking like, you know, I'm in a common area and these freaking male Karen's have to march upstairs and be like, uh, oh, it's a little distracting. Uh, eh, I'm having a meeting in the like common area, maybe, maybe like in their, in their space. So dude, do something about it. Maybe you talk to me. Maybe you go, Hey man, like, can we work around your schedule? Like what, what days do you teach here? Cause maybe I could schedule a meeting on Thursday or Wednesday when you're not here, or maybe I can schedule a lesson. I mean, a sk- schedule a meeting like in the morning, or in the afternoon when you're not teaching. Maybe you can take a break during that time. You know, there's a lot of things. Like, I'm a pretty reasonable guy. Yeah. Um, And how dare you act like what you're doing is more important than what I'm doing? Because, like, I pay for a lease here, too. So stop acting like your stupid, freaking dumb construction meeting is better than me running my own business here, dude. You work for a company. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get off of your stinking high horse, dude, and go to the library and shut up. <laughs> go to the library, you know? Sit in your car on Zoom then, bro. Yeah. This is not this is not your office. This is a co-working space. This is not your office. I am not renting your office. I don't even know you, bro. But you just you're playing drums. That's not a real job. You know? Dude, exactly. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Like, obviously you're just it's just all fun and games. You're just freaking up here, just stand like having a party, tapping on things. Like like I'm like I've like I'm here just renting a rehearsal space. Like I'm just here to just practice freaking smoke on the water, dude. <laughs> like you really think that's what I'm doing here? The equipment that I have down here, you really think you know, I have six thousand dollars worth of drums down here and I'm just down here practicing freaking Santana songs. Mm -hmm. What the heck is wrong with you idiots? (laughs) God dude, I love it. It makes me so mad. This is the ongoing problem that I've had in every single place that I've ever been to every single place that I've rented for Drum Brigade has been like this. Like in the first place in Oceanside, we played real drums there. The guys I was renting from spent thousands, tens of thousands of dollars to soundproof this room. As soon as we started playing, there was a stupid old man that would run upstairs, barge in the studio and be like, cute guys, really cute. It sounds great. You guys need to stop. (laughs) <laughs> he's like we're running a business downstairs i'm like what do you think we're doing he's like yeah funny anyways like so patronizing mm. you know and like we would abide but you know we would like try to compromise i would schedule my lessons he set the rule for us after 5 p.m is the only time you're allowed to play here he's the one who set that rule and then we followed it i had no choice because the person i was renting from was like this is just how it's going to be dude it's not how it's gonna there's laws Mm -hmm. we're a business too do you want to see my business license you know it's ridiculous stupid i don't get how people freaking push their like we are working here like my work is a little bit different but do you really think i want to be down here freaking teaching kids (laughs)
1: like
0: i do enjoy my work but that's what it is it's my work
1: my favorite part is that um they're construction dudes mm-hmm. and i've nothing wrong with, with them or that but th- construction work is inherently loud and obnoxious <laughs> to everyone yeah, around the construction site that lives anywhere near it or has yeah. a business anywhere near it. So it's like <laughs> y'all <laughs> are constantly producing noise pollution yeah. everywhere. <laughs>
0: So I have to like I'm in the middle of a lesson and the like the manager here comes down and she's like the owner would like to speak with you in the middle of my lesson oh boy I'm like yeah uh I'll be I'll be done in a, in a in a while I mean and so I I had to like bite my tongue because I immediately started in like she goes the late the owner left and then I I. I'm like, hey, so did she already leave? And she's like, well, she wanted to talk to you. She's like, the noise of the drums is bothering a few of the people. And I'm like, what else is new? (laughs) And I'm like, well, you know what? I said, I'm only here for a partial day tomorrow. And then I'm here for a full day on Friday. And part of that is going to be packing up my stuff and leaving. So I'm only here for the rest of this week. And then you won't see me again. They're like, really? Why? I'm like, that was my whole deal. Like I was only here for five or six weeks. I'm leaving, dude. And they're just like, we really want to find a place for you. We want to, we really want to make it work. And I'm like, dude, I, I'm, you need to, you need to make it work with your other tenants. They need to realize the concept of a co working space. But like, I've lost clients being here and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be negative about that because this place has been a really great place for, for me for the last five or six weeks, especially because of my situation in my home with the flood. So it's, um, It's been a really like saving grace for me to be here. And um, it's really, it's really worked out well. Um, But the last week I can see, yeah, okay, it's ran, it's course, I'm out. Like I'm, I'm not coming back. Like there, so just now I talked to the, she's like, I saw the owner when I was walking in she's like, oh, I want to talk to you. And I said, well, the manager already talked to me. I said, I already know. I said, but I already knew, you know, I could kind of tell that's what the deal was anyways, coming into a place like this and i said but i said i've been dealing with this my whole career you know and she's like i'm really sorry she's like but i want to she offered me this room the podcast room as the drum brigade room and i'm just like nah like nah <laughs> the it's concrete not, bunker yeah it's not that i mean i would there it's great there's a tv in here and stuff and it it would work actually but it's just um i just can't have a spot in escondido it's too far i've lost
1: clients because of that yeah it's nice you they know? offered that
0: Yeah, it's really cool. And it still is an option. You know, I don't know what my, my deal is, you know, but I just, I just feel like if I stay here, me and homeboy are going to have some words. Like you come and talk to me, you know, like you don't go run and tattletale on me. You freaking punk (laughs) B seriously. Like, and so they're like, they were the lady, the manager was like, they're super nice. They were totally The dude that complained complains all the time, but she's like, they didn't want to have a confrontation or talk to you. Like they don't, they're not mad at you or anything. They're just wondering how this can be resolved because it's hard for them to have their meetings. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. Your boy's a little freaking. Yeah. Wuss. (laughs) complainer you're complaining you're fine you're looking for something to complain about dude (laughs) you're not used to seeing something out of the ordinary you're not used to seeing somebody playing drums in an office you're just not you know so get over yourself dude like i said go go there dude they have everything you need you could go upstairs there's conference rooms there's phone booth rooms There's a podcast room. There's a meditation room. There's all kinds of places you can go for it to be quiet. But for you to be complaining about people upstairs and their voice being too loud when they're talking in their own office, sorry, dude, you don't get the concept of a co-working space. These guys are paying rent, paying a premium to have their own office, and you are complaining because it's hindering your work. Then this isn't a place for you. You need to go get your own office. Yeah. Go get a private office in a lawyer's building so that you can just be very quiet. Yeah. Go to Regis, dude. That's what that's where you need to go. If you want a co-working space with a bunch of stiffs, go and freaking go to Regis. But dude, I've rented I've rented co-working spaces in in like I've rent I've I've had a space at WeWork. Totally cool. I wasn't playing drums there, but like totally cool. And we're always like I understand it's out of the ordinary. I understand that it's like a little different. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit too artistic for people to like get it. But like you need to you need to stop thinking so small-minded and be like that's really cool that you can do that here. You know? We're creating art. You're freaking doing stupid labor crap. <laughs> <laughs> I used to do construction for a long time so to, you know I don't care if you're a supervisor or a manager or whatever it's just typical I have a bitter taste in my mouth from construction site dudes you know <laughs> yeah. They're just it's always like this this is this whole like what do they call that like um entitlement the whole entitlement of you complaining about me when I'm on I'm a temporary tenant I'm like I've taken measures Yes, it is a little noisy and it is a little tappy, tappy, uh, like, you know, while you're having your meeting, but you you know what, dude, you need, I'm sorry, you need to get over it. You just really do. And if I had words with this dude, I'd be like, yeah, dude, well, whatever I pay rent here too. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I really don't care. I'm at that point where I'm just, I just, I just don't care about people trying to alpha male me. It's not, it just doesn't work. It doesn't work on me. It's never worked on me. And like, I know that i know that i know the dude that's complaining they they don't know that i know but i know the dude that's complaining and yeah <laughs> i i like yeah whatever bro yeah don't, don't even freaking talk to me like that's the thing too is i've noticed there's a little attitude behind one i'm like hey man how's it going and it's just kind of like looking at me He's is this a total he's like he's like he's not construction site dude he's like i can tell he's like i don't know he, he's I, i'm just I'm over it, dude. I'm. Um, I got one more day of teaching here, and I'm. I'm out. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, it is a cool place, though. Not if you're playing drums. It is a really cool place, though. If you're you're trying to do business, you know. So, yeah. I ain't trying to hear that right now. Sorry, Phil. I had to get that off my chest. Clearly, yeah, <laughs> pissing me off. These people, man. <laughs> um. No, but I mean, seriously, it is Synergy's. Is, is it's been dope. It's been really like dope, you know. It's uh, it's been very useful. Uh, it's been, you know, it, People here are, are really friendly and have helped me feel welcome and um, feel like I have a home here. They they allow me to use everything here. I've even been like riding my bike here. I rode my bike here yesterday, and then like took a shower here and got ready for my lessons, and then rode my bike home, and you know, stuff like that is it's really useful. Um, so it's cool. It's in a cool area too. um, just, you know, Starbucks across the street, Starbucks here, but I don't know. It's like kind of in the thick of Escondido. And so, yeah, I've, I've had a nice time renting a spot here, but, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's for a drummer's perspective. Like it's, this isn't a home for drums. You know, this is just a temporary fix for my house being flooded. Right. So Um, all right. Well, anyways, um, that's the intro of our show. (laughs) Uh, and let's get into it. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Man, Phil, we're here and, uh, we're doing the podcast thing, you know? I know. Um, Mm -hmm. so uh, how's everything going with you?
1: It's all right. It was a hectic week. Just a lot, yeah. of, a lot of stuff going on between um, rehearsals and and gigs and prep work and house stuff, and then car nonsense. Yeah, I had to drop my car, car off. Um, <clears throat> I had to drop my car off to get body work uh, yesterday, and yeah. Charlotte, my wife, was coming with the other car. To pick me up, you know, mm. and that car broke down. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> yeah, so when it rains, it pours, dude. And I had a rehearsal that morning, so like I, I just ended up having to rent a, a car for a, a ridiculous <laughs> amount of money down there. Oh my god! So we, we just Guys, have we have a rental car right now. Let and, me
0: tell you something: <laughs> there is no stress like the stress of having a gig or a rehearsal, and being like. I have no way of getting there and I have a carload of drums that I need to bring (laughs) or like, like this was me when I had three lug nuts and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm like, you're, you're balancing out like how much you're making on the gig and how much it's going to cost to rent the car. And if you can even break even and like, if you should risk it, if like, this is why I'm just like, I'm at that point where I'm going to need a new car because I don't want to have that situation your car breaks down on the way to a gig or rehearsal and you're just like, I don't know what to do now.
1: Right. Yeah. Oh, So there are the car we like more is the one that's getting body work done. And the one that broke down is the one that we're really, I think we're going to, it's, it's days are numbered. We're trying to get rid of it. Yeah. (laughs) What, what, what do you know what's wrong with it? I, you know, I looked up my, I used a little car computer scanner and, um, it was a few different things, but it sounds, oh. it seems like there's some issue with a, a connection, electrical connection somewhere okay, w- within the computer and the, the engine. Like it, it was doing that. It does this thing sometimes where the tachometer just doesn't move. Like oh. the engine will start and it the tack doesn't move. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, and then it'll just like stop running randomly when that happens. Oh I guess. boy. Um, but I don't know. It's just the car has been just nothing but problems. I can, I'm not getting another Hyundai. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put it that way. The car has been disappointing from the start. The company <laughs> has been dis- disappointing the entire time. Oh, man. And I'm just, I'm done. I don't trust that company anymore. I know they've there, got some I- slick new looking stuff and electric this and that, but I just, I am not going to sp- spend that much money on something from that brand ever again
0: yeah their new ones are i hear are
1: pretty good but yeah no way i, I don't would trust not trust i would never i don't trust <laughs> them either um but we uh, did uh i did gator by the bay this weekend oh is that a blues festival sort of yeah it's like jazz blues uh zydeco nice Like funk it, it's like there's like seven stages and wow. a bunch of food vendors and uh it's right down there by uh Airport and downtown, cool and uh, super fun. It was a, we had we did a tribute to Etta James.
0: Oh man!
1: With so the, with Whitney, Whitney and two other singers and uh, a couple horns. It was it was a lot of fun, man. We that's cool. We enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> Dang, man! I had no gigs this week. I actually, got called for a gig, but my phone was on silent. No, and I could have really used the money oh man it's like an emergency like hey man are you available our, our our drummer just said he's sick he can't make it and i'm like i got it like an hour and a half later i'm just like ah it would have been hard though it was a big band gig and it was a like sight reading gig and I'm that's not my strong really. oh
1: those are stressful
0: yeah <laughs> i would have done it i mean i would have done it just to like make the money and been like yeah i'm good and just really focused like really really try to focus but um I could do it if I focus, but I'm not getting all those hits and stuff. Like I'm not like a sight reader. I'm a roadmap reader, you know? Yeah. Some of them I can get, but if I can study the charts, then I'm great. Like if I can read the charts before the gig,
1: then I'm fine. Yeah. I'm with you. I'd be stressed trying to sight read big band charts on the spot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it has gotten a lot better for me though. A lot better. My reading has gotten like way better. Like, okay, 10 times better being like I'm a sight reader, I've probably gotten, I'm like probably seven or eight times better than I
1: was. So that's what's up. Using it every day, but. I um, hate when there's like big band charts for drums and there's a bunch of pages.
0: Oh yeah, dude.
1: (laughs) And then when there's multiple endings where you have to like, you know, go back to a section
0: yeah, it's on flipping a, it a previous
1: page. <laughs> and then like, and there maybe there's a coda, or you, you know, have to go to the, we have to, jump you're like, to the third page from there. And it's like, yeah, come on, you guys. Such a nightmare, dude. Both my hands are occupied. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. I hate those. It's on, on an iPad, too. It's like, dude, you're like swiping, then you swipe too far, then you're like, dang it. You're like lost. And like, the yeah. song's already almost ending. You're like, you're like you're already like past the ds you're just like dude like <laughs> like i don't know what i'm doing dude
1: yeah i don't know how <laughs> those dudes do it they must have have a system worked out you know the guys yeah. just that's what they crush all the time the man
0: <laughs> well on a jazz gig it's like you could just like not comp with your left hand and turn pages with your left you know and just keep right you now yeah, yeah but, that's true yeah I've i've had a few of those gigs lately where i'm just like I'm supposed to be reading, but then, you know, a lot, I also hate, I I hate both. I hate when they give you a drum chart and you're like, you expect me to play this, this is like the worst drumming I've ever heard or they're (laughs) like, Oh, here's a piano chart. And it's just like chords. You're like, what am I going to do with this? You know, like, yeah, I, I just like when there's like something like the best ones were when I played with Western standard time, it was like, you know, it was just like, like, repeat signs or whatever like um but then they would give you figures that they really wanted you to get and like they didn't care how you played them they just wanted you to like get those like figures from like the horns or something you know right i like those yeah or, like there's like a figure for the for the ending where you had to like play like Da-da-da-da! where the horns like hit that big note, and you they give you the that notation those are the best charts for me
1: yeah that's i mean Whenever I make charts, I don't know. Yeah, I know you don't do a lot of charts with most of your gigs, but whenever I make charts, I I do that basically. I'll just have groove summaries, or or if it's like just the same feel for this whole song, I might just write the words, Mm -hmm. and then I will map out the sections, and then any specific hits or stops will be notated. But other than that, and like the ending. So
0: I I've actually I have been I haven't been doing that for like Google stuff or like you know, schmucky metals or anything like that. But like, if I have a session, um, like I had a session a few weeks ago and I didn't, I didn't love the music and I didn't want to have to like listen to the music, you know, for the whole week to try to memorize it. Right. So I wrote charts for full transcription of every song. I was really proud of it. I was like, I was really like, this is why reading is such a useful tool. Cause I could, I wrote out the same thing. Like, like, intro groove summary you know here's the idea for the groove and then you know the measures like wrote in repeats all that stuff wrote in how, how it ends All i mean i wrote everything and it was pretty spot on and i was really proud of it that's what's and up like i was like this is legit where like if i gave this to phil he would be able to play this song yeah or if i gave this to kevin he would be able to play this song no problem
1: that's awesome <laughs> and so, I'm,
0: yeah. And that's that to me is like, since I was young, since I was in high school, I wanted to be able to do that. And so to be able to do it correctly and not have like this... Like I look at some of my old charts when I started teaching and I was like, what in the world was I thinking? This is not right. And like, it's just, man, it really helps. Really helps you. Like, it's, it's really good. But the thing that my goal now is to really be able to have anything in front of me and be able to play it. Cause like right now I can play grooves easily. And then I can, you know, like, it sounds like, it sounds like, um, not juvenile, but like kind of, I don't know, amateur for me to say this, but I can read, I can read down a chart. No problem. I mean, I've had gigs where I have to do that. Um, but on the spot, on the fly I would like to be able to nail drum fills and nail, you know, complicated difficult stuff um that is difficult for me like I would like to be able to be a real sight reader, you know. Um so but I the hardest thing I ever did it shows too, there's videos out there, but it shows because I'm really, really timid. I'm like, I'm not playing to my full capability. I'm playing like very like, simple and like getting the job done. <laughs> but um, Anthony Smith um, has a project called Retrosonic. And it's like kind of spelled funny. Um, like, yeah, with a K, Retrosonic with a K. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, great one of my favorite albums of all time. It's all '80s songs done, done jazz. And I listened to that album so much. Rebecca Jade is singing on it. Amazing, amazing, amazing work. Um, Anyways, I did a video shoot with them and it was a chart reading thing. Dude, these songs, there's like odd bars, you know, like, okay, for this bar, you're going to do like, you know, seven eight or like you know like just and i'm like dude i'm not that like i'm I'm like not that kind of level singer i mean singer of drummer like (laughs) i can play in those i can do this but and dude i i was really that was another proud moment i read down the charts and odd bars and everything and like it was good but i wasn't like really like you know like i can i can when i'm not intimidated by anything i can feel like i can play i can get over that feeling of being scared or nervous. Mm-hmm. This was, I was nervous, dude, man, <laughs> I was nervous. But anyways, that was, those were really clean charts though. Like really clean. That's so yeah, awesome. it was
1: the most difficult charts I've ever had to read though. Yeah. I remember you talking about that one. <laughs> that sounded like a, a challenge and it's all being videoed. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. So
1: Oh, we're good. <laughs> okay.
0: Um. So so the that festival was cool.
1: Um. You've been doing any video work? Um. I haven't done any recently, but I'm supposed to have some, some new um, drums that I'm supposed to be demoing soon, and and um, I talked to um, the guys at Roswell Mics. Hmm and um i think we're gonna do some we might be doing some overhead comparison videos cool soon where they they might send me a few different pairs to um record just nice some drums and and so that people can hear the the difference between each set you know i'm
0: glad that you understand all that stuff that is not a job for me you know like (laughs) It is just not, it's like, I have a lot of equipment, but I don't have great equipment and I can't do like different comparisons and DB measurements.
1: And I, I just, yeah, I'm not that guy. It runs deep. There's a lot yeah. to it.
0: And I'm also <laughs> like, yeah, it sounds good to me. I mean, who like who cares, but you know, if I, yeah, I don't know. I would love to do more, um, another drum video at your spot. I just would, I just want to do some, like, just have, get, just get some content, you know? Yeah. Not necessarily do like an extensive, like, you know, I just kind of want to, I would love to just play and maybe do a drum cover or two or yeah, just get some little nuggets, you know?
1: Yeah. So, on my, on my sweet ice white reflectors. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had never I try- ordered them. <laughs> I was trying to get you over here to try them today. I know. It's just it's too it's too crazy right now. I know. Um,
0: um so speaking of equipment, Phil. Yeah. I ordered something. <gasps> it's not here yet, though. What'd you get? I did not get the drum heads. I'm just gonna worry about that when I get home from tour. Um I ordered the Zoom h6 pro Ooh. It's like the handheld recorder so that was the good news Now I gotta look it I, up which one is that so it's a step above the h4 it's the one where the mic comes off zoom same h6. zoom mic that the same zoom mic or same zoom mic that you have that like that goes on those, the q8 camera they have a new q8 too
1: okay is this the new is this a new one or is this the old one
0: uh, I don't know. I think it's
1: the same one that they've always had. Yeah, You
0: know, the one, the, the recorder. Okay, so guys, it's a handy recorder. It's just a Zoom, you know, four track recorder that you can podcast, you can use it as an interface, you can film live shows, you can plug in. So you can, it has four plugins for mics and then it has like a condenser mic that's built built in that you can replace with a shotgun mic or.
1: Yeah, it's got like, like a, a stereo yeah mic that uses their like proprietary connection.
0: Exactly. So you can like literally record drums on the, like out in the open, you could set up in a field and like plug in drum mics to this thing. Like you can plug in kick snare tom, two toms and then use the other, the condenser mic as your overhead mm-hmm. and fully set up a drum thing and get full like studio, you know, not studio, but pretty close, man. Pretty close to like, you know, a a recording out in the middle of nowhere, you can record your shows. Like I've heard people where they just set that thing like on a table and then just record with those or on a stand and like, just record with those, like those, um, X, Y mics, the built-in mics and dude, it sounds amazing. It's like
1: a million times better than, you know, what you're getting. Oh yeah. Um, those things are so handy i've used that that camera what was the q8 q8 yeah where it's got it only has two inputs and then it used to have one and the stereo mic i've used that so on so many things just put a kick snare in there or even like your headphone mix like if you have in-ears Mm-hmm. You can plug that in there and then just use the stereo mics for live sound. Oh, I didn't even think about that. So you can have like, use the, that the board in ears. Yeah.
0: I can use my in ears without even having to plug in anything. I can use my in ears on every gig now.
1: Right. Yeah. You could just use that as your little, your, your own oh personal in ear mixer. <laughs> dude. I didn't even think about that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Those things dude. Those things are so handy. So and I think that one you can actually use, you can, like you said, they've got all these different modules you can replace the stereo mics with, like, different microphone options, but they also, yeah. I think, have one that will actually just convert that into two more XLR inputs. Yeah. If you wanted a- to use your really? own Really?
0: I didn't know they had that.
1: Yeah, I think... Oh, my gosh. I'm pretty sure it works on that one where, yeah, because it's two channels, you know? It's a stereo a little stereo mic the the XY thing is two it's two mics right and then i think they have a, an option where you plug a thing on there instead that makes it two more inputs
0: so this thing has been um it's I uh, i i didn't like i have a lot of stuff for podcasting like right now i'm podcasting off of a a Behringer um USB interface and then i have um Prosonus um USB interface that has more channels that I got that for when I was doing um like in the studio when I had my studio I was using acoustic drums and then the drums that I was doing online lessons with had to be mic'd up. So I was using that. I think with the electric drums though I could probably use this little thing and it, it should it would be fine. I don't need the big giant Prosonus um, thing anymore, but, um, I'm really excited about this thing. Like, so the good news is this, I think Well, I'm bringing this on, so, okay, let me explain. I got tired of seeing my vlogs and then just using the camera audio from my vlogs. And it's just like, it's just all symbols basically. And it works for a vlog, but I want a little bit better audio. And so I I got this because I wanted to run an out from my um headphone, like from my in-air mix and just get like a, a general mix. And I would love for like you to everyone to hear, you know, like if my if my monitor guy is talking to me or like, you know, any of that stuff, I, I like that perspective. Cause it's a behind the scenes kind of thing mm. instead of like just having it at front of house and being like, yo, can you hit record when we go on, like relying on somebody else doing it? I might do that a couple times, but, um, yeah, or running, running a, you know, a line from the board. I don't know. There's a bunch of options, but I think what I really would like to do is just run a splitter from my in ears Um, and that way that's, that's just it. So we'll see about that. But also, I can do some podcasting from the road. Yeah. So I would love to do um, a few acceptance podcasts. I want to do an acceptance podcast with the girls, um, with, with Ashley from the band. Um, and I might, I don't know how likely it's going to be for me to be able to do the drum brigade podcast from the road, but I'll have an interface with me. So that's possible. I'm just not really planning on being, bringing a mic and doing that whole thing. Maybe I can, I have one. Maybe I can bring a small XLR and a mic. Um,
1: well, so we'll see about that. You might be able to use this, that little zoom deal as an interface even. Well, that's what I'm saying. No, yeah.
0: use that as an interface, but then I still have to plug a mic into it. Right. Or I could just use the built-in mic.
1: You could, Yeah. I mean, I don't know the, honestly, the, the mics on, on those Apple laptops are pretty good. Yeah. I mean, for,
0: so then why would I need an interface?
1: um for what to record my voice you don't necessarily that's what i'm saying you don't that's necess- if i'm sure it would be fine if you just used your built-in uh mics in your computer and just throw on some headphones yeah um i mean obviously it's going to get more it's probably going to get more room sound and stuff than you know uh yeah a purpose-built mic for your voice
0: well, remember but. when we used to, when we used to go to Nam and we would just do on the spot, like interviews, we didn't, we weren't setting up a, a computer and a laptop and I mean a laptop and an interface and setting up a mic. Like we would just have like a little handy recorder, a zoom, the, the lowest grade zoom handy recorder, like the $79 one. And uh-huh. we put a pop filter on it and gained it up and then we did a podcast a long time ago where we were driving down to Nam and we started the show that way. And then we were interviewing different people. Like you should go back and listen to it. It's fun. It's like, it's like we interviewed Thomas Pridgen and freaking
1: Mike Mitchell. And that was the one where, well, one of them, we had the Q8 and I had, um, we just had a, a, um, dynamic vocal mic plugged into it. That yeah. You were holding. So we,
0: we did that. We did a couple of different ways. Yeah, one that was when we were doing video interviews too. Yeah, and we used the Q eight with a mic in plugged in, and then that was different. That's when I like I interviewed um, uh, Jonathan Moffat and Girgo Borlai and like a bunch of different fools. That that's all on YouTube. But I know at least one year we just had like a handy mic and yeah. we maybe maybe you're right thomas pridgen and
1: mike mitchell were also video interviews yeah, i remember he was like didn't want to be standing next to a trash can or something
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but i think one time we were driving down and i was just like we were just holding the little hand recorder and it, and it ended up coming out really good and so i thought about just bringing that and plugging in like uh eight millimeter or whatever eight millimeter um headphone jack into that from splitter from my from my headphone or my in-ear mix. But then I was just like, you know, the Q6 is a really useful tool, man. And I I feel like I could really use it. And, um, you know, I don't have to go to a studio to do do a drum video. Like I can just get a room somewhere and record something, you know? So yeah, I ordered one and I, I like I found one for like a hundred dollars off on Amazon that was like used or whatever. Restored. nice so i'm just like yeah i'm going to do it so now but the other thing is my video like i plan on doing a lot more video lessons when i get home um i want to sell like like start marketing and selling some courses and i've already noticed like there's a course that i pretty much have done that's just a bunch of warm up videos like warm up challenges cool pretty cool like creative videos that are more for like younger ones or, you know, intermediate at, you know, beginner warmups. They're challenging though. They're all challenges. Um, and, but I've already noticed, like I have a, I have like a mic on my camera. Yeah. It's not a shotgun mic, but it's kind of like one of their low grade shotgun mics. Um, it's not a shotgun mic. It's just a like the road condenser or whatever that goes on your camera. that's for vlogging and stuff. That used to work okay in the studio, but the the audio is just not great. Like I have a I have a video that I did that was how to set up your drums, yeah, and that's a course that I'll be like using too. And I actually used a lavalier mic, it's plugged into that little that little um, I forgot what it is. It's like the H one or something, the Zoom H one. It's like this, the this lowest grade little handy recorder that you can
1: have. Yeah,
0: the audio quality is so much better doing it that way <laughs> so i'm like now i want to get a like a shotgun mic and yeah it's just a
1: lot of a lot of things man it always it's never ending shotgun mics are tricky yeah especially if you're moving around you know yeah like they are sitting those, those little ones that, that you can attach to the camera You still have to be pretty close and then yeah even the big ones they're like really directional so if you move even like a couple feet to one side it's not going to pick you up anymore really
0: so i'm wondering about because if you know like before when i had the studio i would do a lot of interview stuff and you know and um so you know like traditionally people have a shotgun mic over your head it's out of the camera shot right and yeah you're not moving too much when you're talking in a video like an interview type of thing
1: yeah or there'll be a guy holding it on a pole and able to aim it it where it needs to go right
0: and so uh i'm thinking about more like along the lines of that um instead and and then so that route i don't have to get like the road one i mean the um the what's it called uh zoom one that coat that like locks into that thing um attaches to it. I w- I think I would rather just get like a less expensive one that I can put on a mic stand over my head and then plug it into the zoom recorder, you know? Um, yeah. So you got another zoom mic too. That's more of a, it's kind of like this kind like our podcasting mics that plugs into that thing. It's a little circle, right? And that's one that you can hold close and talk into like a talking mic. Didn't you get one of those? No. You got a separate mic for your Q8, though. I remember you did. Um, I don't think I got another one. You were like, check this thing out. And then you it was like a little circle dynamic mic for a handy recorder, I think.
1: Oh, I got one of those. It, it was a thing that Sure was making for cell oh, phones. Oh, yeah. I think that's what oh, you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Which is, it was all right, but it just eats your battery really quick. Oh, um, yeah. But... No, I mean the shotgun mics are great. Honestly, dude, you could use one of your overhead mics. Yeah. So, uh, is a shotgun a condenser or is it a dynamic? It's a condenser, but uh, the whole thing is it has this spe- this special long tube with these vents that does some kind of phase cancellation of other sound. You know, away. It basically focuses, like you would imagine, like the it gets like a very narrow picture of um what what it's picking up you know yeah it's like a very super directional kind of thing and off-axis sounds will not get in it anywhere near as much and they sound weird if they do Mm -hmm. so um i mean if you if you just use one of your little pencil condenser overheads that'll work great probably if as long as it they can um you can gain it up a good amount yeah i
0: have a few too i have i think i just inherited like two more so i have like a, a a pretty good pencil condenser that i use um on gigs and then i have a um i have two that i have a full drum setup now i have like too many mics but um it's all in my storage, man. I gotta get rid of some stuff, but yeah, I, I think I'm gonna try that. For, and I like I'm not like trying to break records with like audio quality. It's just like simple, um, you know. Even if you're doing a video like like a, a course, and I'm just talking to the camera, like I can use a a regular mic, like I can use my podcasting mic, and just talk into the mic. You know, I don't know. So there's a lot of different options, but I I do. I do have more than enough equipment like as far as in it, it like you know um USB interfaces and all that stuff but I feel like out in the open out in the field recording gigs recording vlogs all of that stuff is good to have a, a handy recorder and all the stuff the media stuff that we do um I just feel like it's a useful tool to have rather than trying to do it on your phone totally like yeah, it's just a useful tool that we can. If I'm just like with somebody, and I'm like, um, "Hey, man! Like, while you're here, can I just grab like a quick interview? Like, I'm gonna be playing like like festivals and stuff over the summer." I was just like thinking, man, like it would be cool to just do a quick interview, even if it's like a 15 minute thing that I can throw up and just check in with dudes, or just be like, you know, put put them all together and make a cool podcast, or. Um, okay. But back to what I was saying, I'm thinking about doing just a series of like not tour vlogs. I can do that too. I've done some podcasts like that, that are, that are really fun. Um, but doing some series that are just like a podcast called Corey soapbox.
1: And it's just me getting on one. (laughs) That'd be, that'd be fun. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, and it might be short. It might be long. I don't know. But um, I, I feel like on tour, you know, I always feel like I'm missing being able to like offload some of these freaking soap boxes that I have. <laughs> and so I'm feeling like that might be good when I'm just in my hotel room being like, you know what? I'm tired of this. And it's getting on one. That'd be funny. Yeah. So you might see that you might just... I'm gonna go ahead and say that i probably will do a few of those there's a few days too where i'm just driving and i'm like i'm like i should be podcasting right now like i've thought about doing a day in a life podcast instead of um vlogs that take forever to edit and just drive to my gig you know record some of the audio from the set from the gig and then you know on the break some of the conversations that we're having with some of the musicians you know i've I, it's been an idea for a long time that'd be and cool. just doing a day in the life of a drummer vlog or like audio vlog instead of um video vlog because i could do way more of those and just put out content all the time so um a lot of this stuff might be coming it, it would be cool for you to do those too phil um you know a day in the life of a of a drummer vlog because you do a lot of stuff and your stuff is so much different than mine. It's always so positive and just so like happy to see everyone. And, you know, if you're just got a little <laughs> recorder with you the whole time where you're like, hey, man, what's up? Good to see you, bro. And then like, I'm just meeting the guitar player, so-and-so, you know, it's, it'd be cool. I don't know.
1: Some some interesting content from us. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to think about that. Maybe do yeah. it, try it out. I got to pick a good day for it. Yeah. So
0: I, I want to try it out. I don't know if it's for sure, but you know, like the idea has always been to have like a drum brigade network. That's why I I did started doing that acceptance podcast. Um, Acceptance podcast though, really didn't, if I'm being honest, it didn't really ever go the way that I wanted. Um, I didn't really want to get all preachy on it. Like not that I'm like talking about religion or anything, but like I did want it to be more of a positive kind of helpful useful tool for musicians and giving like helpful advice through my experience because i'm not a doctor or anything like that through touring experience and and so that's how it started out and i was pretty proud of that but like you know i had like mixed reviews a lot of people enjoyed it a lot of people like you know listen when you have something to say but um I had a few people that were just like maybe just like one or two people that were just like, are you even qualified to give this kind of advice? And I'm like, well, you know what, dude, if you're going to like be that kind of person and not see like the value in like somebody just trying to put out useful information through my experience, then like you're going to ruin it for everyone. You know, so acceptance podcast has really turned into more of that. But from other people's perspective, like an interview podcast, you know, and um, a lot of that stuff will be used on um, some of my courses. Um, so I want—I really, I'm dying to do an acceptance podcast with Tosh. And um, I haven't really talked to him. It's again, I might see Tosh like at a festival, and then if I had a, a handy recorder, and I'm like, "Yo, can we like grab a beer and like hang out for a few minutes and just chat and get a perspective on like you being an internet sensation and a professional drummer and using that as your profession like that's a great podcast that is very useful and that's useful for a course you know as bonus material so that's what i'm talking about that's oh. where i'm at that's where my head is at nice i like it um so yeah um so that's coming it should be here tomorrow yeah so good 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 job good job on me uh and yeah i'm a few days away from leaving dude for the summer man
1: yeah dude. that's exciting where i'm so where all are you going to be going do you know um so
0: the noteworthy things that i'm like because it's kind of all of a blur and it's all like you know it's starting to become like repeat places um that we've played before or you know um so but i know on monday i'm flying out to ireland Ooh. And and then I have a day off in Ireland before we start playing. And then our th- our first show is in Ireland. And then we're making our way through the UK, like through England, Northern England, all the way down to we're playing Slam Dunk Festival in in um and we're playing two days Slam Dunk Festival. So one's in London and one is somewhere else, Sussex or something. I don't know. Is there a basketball at this? I, pff- Maybe they're maybe they're they're like, you're tall and black Slam dug festival. Corey's in (laughs) little do they know (laughs) little do they know like uh, no, I don't know what it is, but um, yeah, it's something. And then uh, yeah, I think we're making our way like through France and Germany and all those places. And then I I'm confused on a few things like I have like a few dates in pol- in Poland, and then there's like a week off where I don't know if the singer and a few select members are flying into uh, New York for a few days for a movie premiere, which um, the the band has a movie coming out. Whoa, that's cool. like A documentary that's been filmed over like fifteen years or something, and yes, I am in it. What? I am in it. Yeah. Sweet. Um, so I, I think it's, it's a, you know, since I'm the newest drummer and it's telling the story of Gogo Bordello, um, I think I'm, I have a very small part, but I did do an an interview backstage one day. The dude was, I feel bad because the dude was trying to get me to interview and I was just kind of over it. Like, I don't, I don't like, I like doing interviews, but you would never guess by how much I talk on this show that like I just kind of want to be left alone on tour, you know. Like, I don't really want to do interviews, or like, I don't want to be a part of this thing.
1: Oh man, I can't wait to see that interview.
0: <laughs> it was good though. I had to put on my like game face, so he was yeah. begging me, and I was just like, kind of like, who is this dude? I'm like, fine, and right, then, whatever. And Ask dude, me turns out this questions. dude. Works, <laughs> it turns out this dude works for Vice News, and I'm <laughs> I'm blowing him off. <laughs> Are you kidding me? (laughs) And so (laughs) I'm like, fine, I'll do your stupid interview. And I'm like, so what is this about? And then he's just like, well, I've been filming a documentary. I work for Vice News. I've been filming a documentary for like the last like 15 years with the band. I'm like, oh.
1: Oh, Oh, man. Uh,
0: I wasn't mean about it, though. I was totally nice. But he just like wanted to know like my history and like, you know, how I got in the band and and yeah you know it's it's just also a lot going on like i didn't know if he wanted to interview me about the war and i'm not trying to like make comments on that you know like yeah um yeah so so i take um, it you
1: guys aren't going through russia
0: we will probably never
1: play russia ever again (laughs) never ever
0: you can pretty much pretty much put belarus on that that list too any of the like countries that are in association, I don't think we'll be going to China anytime soon. Mm. <laughs> uh, I have played Russia before once. It was crazy dude. Really? It's like the Mexico of Europe. <laughs> Freaking nuts, dude.
1: <laughs> I've never heard that. Interesting. It was
0: gnarly dude. It was gnarly. The and then Mexico I was breaking it down. Europe. Yeah. And I like, dude, I love Mexico. Like I love i love everything about it but you know like things could get sketchy man the police could be crooked you you have to like pay off the police sometimes it's Mm. like stuff like that's going down in russia you just don't know they could just be like you know what you're a criminal you're going to jail and you're like i didn't do anything yeah right prove it you know like they could just do that brutal um and so uh it was insane an insane show like packed full of people loving what we're doing but no chance i would no chance there's no chance i would ever go to russia again no way Mm. um and um it's just too sketchy man it's just too sketchy and like uh, yeah it's just it it's just too sketchy and i was uh breaking it down at a club at after the gig and dislocated my knee (laughs) in russia <laughs> yeah whoa. and then i had to like wrap my knee so i was just like in the hotel for for you know the rest of the days that we were there and and then i wrapped my knee up and was walking with a cane onto the plane whoa yeah. that's that was crazy pretty crazy uh uh-huh. but yeah and then so i don't know if we're going to new york for the movie premiere or for staying in poland but poland is a, a really cool place everything is cheap but it's it's uh it it gets a little depressing for me. It's, it's just a, a place where people are a little very, very, super, very nice, but um, it's like an oppressed culture, you know? Mm. And so it kind of starts wearing on you after a while where it, I get down in the dumps. And like I was there for about a week last year. And I, when it was time to go, I was like, dude, I am ready to go. Let's go, Hmm. you know? So anyways, um, those are the only things that I know of that. I mean, everything else is pretty usual. We're playing a bunch of like metal festivals too. Whoa. Um, yeah. So, um, but should be good. I'm dude, I'm ready to just go though, man. I'm, I'm really tired of home right now. My house is up in the air like still under construction you know being displaced from my home has been really difficult the money-making situation at home is also very irritating for me right now and so i'm ready to just go away and make some money for a month you know yeah um which also leads me to my next situation and then we can wrap this show up yo funky phil Yo, Corey, we have some great listeners, don't we? Yeah. You know how they can be even more like dope than they already are? Keep listening. Definitely true. What else? Tell all your friends. Also very true. What else? Join the Patreon. All good things. But you know, the biggest thing that they can do is go to drumbrigade.com and check out the merch store. Yes. We have so much like dope swag up there. We got men's shirts, sweatshirts. got women's shirts. We got kids' shirts. Yes, onesies. We got socks. Mugs. Phone cases. Stickers. We got it all. All in different sizes, all in different colors, just for you. So if you want to show the world that you are a drummer with style and you're part of the brotherhood of drums, go to drumbrigade.com, visit our merch store, Oh Yeah. um this is probably gonna get me like really angry and worked up sweet uh and then it's gonna probably ruin my day because i feel pretty good right now but um i need to talk about trading phil Uh (laughs) (laughs) uh-oh i am done with trading dude yeah it's i've had a it's had its fair shot i've i've tried my best I've lost a good amount of money that I could have used on a lot of other things. Could have got those drum heads. <laughs> and it is, it is the biggest waste of time and biggest load of crap. Like, I'm so disappointed in trading. I know that it can be successful. I know that you can make money at it. I know you can make stupid amounts of money at it. But for me, for some reason, man, it is just not working out. It's just not working out. I feel like something else or someone else, a higher power is telling me this isn't for you. So yesterday I pretty much officially quit. I think I'm like 85% sure I'm done. Okay. Um, I deleted the apps, canceled All all my subscriptions. I'm like, I'm out, done. So the only thing I would like to do is I think I've blown my account, which means that like you've, lost too much money and then you're out so you can't go back but i don't know if that's for like like i've i've i blew my account for the day like i don't know if i i've reached my limit of how much you can lose and then you can't make any more trades or if that's like if that's for the day or if that's total Hmm. here's the here's the here's the situation so i told you guys i've been working with a prop firm so a prop firm basically you pay like a membership you use their money, and then after you pass these challenges that they have to prove that you're you're capable of trading, then they only take fifteen percent of your profit. So if you you know if you make a thousand dollars, they take fifteen percent of that, and then you make what like eight fifty, and and it's it. You're not you're not spending any of your own money besides your membership. So your membership though you pay for your membership to try to prove that you're a good trader, but if you pass their challenges, they give you back your money. So it's all good. So there's not really like a loss,
1: right? Unless you don't pass,
0: unless you don't pass. So the first, (laughs) so the, the, you have to make $4,000 in the first month, you have 30 days to make $4,000, which on paper is the easiest thing in the world, except it's not. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So the first, this is three months ago. I signed up with money, like credit card money. I don't have, this is in the heat of like, you know, slow season. I'm, you know, spiraling every day, like freaking out about money. And I sign up for this thing. My goal is to be done with these challenges before I leave for tour. And then you know, during tour or when I get home from tour, I'm making money at trading, right? Um, so sign up, get, get going, get in the, the mix of it. I'm, I'm basing this on my own analysis. So I'm like learning how to do this. I'm relying heavily on my brother-in-law and I start trading. And this is also after I've worked on demo accounts and all this stuff. So I, I'm, I've, somewhat know what I'm doing somewhat <clears throat> and on my demo accounts. I'm killing it. I've like almost doubled my profits on my my demo accounts. I get into this like within the first few days. I'm down like I lose 800 bucks down oh boy. So now I have to make up that deficit and then make four thousand dollars on top of that to pass my challenge. Mm. I'm like freaking out, like how am I ever going to make this up? And my brother-in-law is like, dude, that's nothing. You'll make it up. You can make that up in like a trade. So I'm like, okay, so I get to where like 30 days I get to where I just bring my account like on the last day or two back to where it's now even like I'm not in profit. I'm not at a negative. So if it's in a positive, then you can ask for another 30 days. Okay, so I go into the positive. So that was my first round first month. I just made up a deficit of 800 bucks second round. I have an extra month. I didn't have to pay for that extra month. I just have an extra month. First day goes good second day. I'm down eighteen hundred dollars. <laughs> I'm like what? what? I'm like if I if it took me a month to make up eight hundred. How am I going to make up eighteen hundred and then four thousand? So fifty eight hundred dollars to pass this challenge. How the heck am I going to do that? Oh boy. So I'm like, that day, dude, was one of the roughest days I've ever had, dude. I'm like, I'm, I, I feel like, I'm like, it's an outer body experience. Like my head is spinning with just anxiety and depression, and like I am angry. I'm sick to my stomach. Like my brother in law is like, dude, don't worry, we'll get out of this. A month later, so so like through th- maybe two weeks into it. I'm like, I'm done with trading. This is too much. I don't know how I'm ever going to come back from this. My brother-in-law is like, give me your login. I'll make some trades for you and bring your account back into the positive so we can try to ask for one more chance. He, tr- he trades on my account for like one day, loses more money <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> and I'm just like, dude, <laughs> I'm like throwing up my arms. Like what? What the heck? So the so the last like week I just throw some Hail Marys completely like it doesn't work and I lose that account. So like two hundred and sixty nine bucks gone. Oh. So my brother-in-law is like, hey, I'm going to sign you up for uh, or I, I'm going to s- send you like this this um, like signals this like service that you sign up for for a guy that's like an expert in trading and Well, you have to pay for his service, but like there's a free one that he'll give you signals like, you know, throughout like the week, he'll give you like two or three signals throughout the week. That's like, he'll tell you like, it's a signal that comes in. That's like buy or sell. And then you're, you set a take profit at this much and you set a stop loss at this much. So that means if it goes negative and hits the stop loss, you lose that money, but you're not going to lose more than that money. Okay. Um, And then the take profit, sometimes the market will like will just bounce up super quick and then shoot down. But if it bounces up and hits your take profit, then you get all that money. Okay. So dude, I'm like, okay, had a pretty good week, had a few gigs. I'm going to sign up again. I signed up for this dude's service, 125 bucks a month, sign up for his service. Like if it gets me through this, I got a month left before I leave for tour. So let's get it going dude. First week like a thousand dollars in in profit i'm like it's going great heck yeah his 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 services are paying off like and it's always in the morning so i have to sleep with my phone now on Ugh. and then i wake up to a signal i'm like squinting like putting on my glasses getting into a buy or a sell setting all the the parameters and then i'm i let it ride okay second second like week two thousand dollars in profit I'm like dude I'm doing great I'm like halfway to my goal all right gonna totally make it and I'm like i I can I'm gonna well I kept saying once I get above two thousand then I'm gonna you know up my lot size so that means like like basically like if you're betting you're betting more money so that you can win more money yeah so this isn't really betting but it's that's just how you can an analogy. Yeah. All right. Well, anyways, um. so I make a trade like on Friday last week, Friday last week I lose like almost a thousand dollars Oh, and I'm just like, bro. So I make like a quick trade during my lessons, like get in, get out and made back like 200 bucks. So I'm down like 800 bucks. From like I'm not in the negative because I'm still as long as my account is positive I can ask for another thirty day. Okay. So I I'm like well so I'm, my goal is to get above two thousand so I can up my lot size and hopefully win like reach this challenge this week. You know if I double my lot size then I can make a thousand dollars on a trade easily, and so I'm like it'll be good. So I. I, you also, you can't trade during the weekend. So Friday at like three o'clock, everything closes until Sunday at like one o'clock. So I have to sit on that negative loss for the whole weekend. So I'm like, I can't wait till Monday. The guy, the guy is like the, the signal guy. So, okay. What happened on Friday was the signal guy sent a signal. I got in based on his signal, on his analysis it went south and it went the opposite direction. I lost, Mm -hmm. it hit my stop loss. I lost a ton of, a ton of money. But then because this guy's like rich, he's just like, I'm going to set another position. So I'm going to get back in. So he gets back in and then it, then it reaches the goals that he already set and then he makes a ton of money. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I, I already hit my stop loss. I already hit my limit for the day, so I can't get back in. Uh. And it's also like, I'm in lessons and it's also like going to be the the closing time of the weekend, all this stuff. So I'm like, I just have to take my loss. Mm. So I was like, that's lame analysis, dude, because you just screwed everybody that is following your analysis. You just screwed everybody over because they got in when you said and everybody, it hit everybody's stop loss. And then he's like, I'm jumping back in, you know, and then, and then he's like, cool, made cool 20 grand ready for the weekend. And I'm just like, dude, I lost money. Okay. So Monday happens. So Monday I'm like, well, I'm going to bring my, my account back into the green. It's going to be all good. Don't worry. Just take the loss, the the loss. Don't worry about it. And you're going to reach your goal this week. Positive mindset. Monday morning, I wake up, get a get a message for a new signal. So I like, look at it see what direction it's going. I jump in dude. It like shoots south hits my stop loss immediately. Eleven hundred dollars loss. So now I'm below where I started like I'm 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 negative now. So I was up two thousand. Now I'm negative. So now I'm like, okay, so he's like um, I'm he goes. I moved my stop loss and I'm still holding. So basically like It's it's hard to explain, but if it goes lower, that's just more money that you're losing, right? You're like compounding the money. So he's like, I I still am trusting that it's going the direction that I'm going. So what do I do? I get in another position because it's supposed to go the way that he's his based on his analysis. Okay, that one goes south eight hundred dollars. I'm like bro. Oh boy. So now I'm like severely in the negative on Monday. So I'm like, this is yesterday. Like, yesterday. So he's like, okay, like he sends another thing. Get in on this, like sends another analysis. So I, now I'm like, dude, I'm over this. I've already lost so much money. I want to make up my deficit. I up my lot size and I jump in again. That hits its stop loss, 700 bucks. Oh, and I'm like, I'm. I can't take this. And then as soon as that happens, he's like, "I'm entering a new position." He, like, within thirty seconds, hit this, hit, hit the take profit one, hit the take profit two. So he probably he probably made thousands and thousands of dollars at that point. I've lost like twenty two hundred dollars or something, and I I can't make any more trades for the day. I blew my account.
1: <laughs> nah. And
0: so I'm like, that sounds I, I,
1: stressful, and it sounds like a. A game for people who have a lot of money to 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 play with <laughs> yeah
0: and he's just like he's like yeah hit hit my take profit one smash take profit two thousands of dollars shows a picture of all the thousands of dollars that he made and i'm just like I, i'm i'm like i'm so i'm like shaking i'm so mad and i i mean I'm i'm beyond that i just sent my brother-in-law a picture and i'm like that's it for me i'm like Th- this is not, this is not my, my game. Like this is not my thing. I, I clearly cannot do this and I'm not getting any help from him, which is also like, he has a lot going on, dude. His dad is very sick. It's my wife's brother. So yeah. my wife's dad is really, really like, really like any day, you know, is not, uh-huh. he's not going to make it. So I understand there's a lot going on, but like I, I just, you know, I, I don't have any support or any help. And then I'm basing it off of this freaking idiots analysis whose analysis completely sucks. And so I like he's that that dude that I'm getting the analysis from is he sent me like a or he sent his whole group of a video like YouTube video of him. He's like this Miami dude. Like he's a young dude. He looks like he's like in his 20s and he's just like he's just he's dude. He's not the kind of guy that I should be trusting (laughs) like he's he's this total like I don't know like you know like like fast and furious type guy. (laughs) You know he's like he's blowing tens and tens of thousands of dollars like on his car and then like in this video he's like driving and he's just like he's like Well, I just blew like fifteen thousand dollars on my car, so I need to make up that deficit. And he's like driving his car and trading. I'm gonna get in on this position right here, guys. And then and then he's like, F yeah, man, we made it. Yeah, I just made up all the deficit that I just that I created. I just blew all that money on my car and just made it up. I don't give a F what anybody says. Yeah, man. And then like, like is making, you know, loads and loads and loads of money. And I'm just like, "Here I am trusting this this kid, you know, like I'm like, "No. I I don't know, man. No, it's not for me." Like the statistic is that like 90% or something, 80% of people that get into trading quit be within the first year. And I was really trying to not be one of those statistics, but like it's too emotional for me. Like it is so dang stressful. And if I can't even pass a simple challenge with a net, like with signals and with the knowledge that I have, it's not possible to make money for me at this. Yeah. Because I know that like I can, once I pass this, this challenge, I know that I can make money, but the days that I lose money, I just can't deal with it. Like I just, I'm way too depressed and upset about it. So Damn. I think that's it for me man. And I think sorry. that's it for me. Most- it was a it was a f- stinking like f- I gave it a fair shot. I I did it 3 times. I did it 3 times and failed 3 times. I've I mean I I took courses, I've watched so many videos, I've read stuff. I've gotten coaching, I've paid for you know all these subscriptions and services and signals. And all this stuff has just been completely useless, man. The thing is too, that irritates me is these people act like they know what they're doing, but they don't. You're you're just straight up gambling, dude. You don't like you're saying you're a professional and an expert trader and because you make a lot of money, but you really don't know what you're doing. There is nothing for sure about this. Mm
1: Mm-hmm. (laughs)
0: You know, there isn't there isn't you know, and and if it it was then all of that dude's analysis would work, but it doesn't. It's his analysis is just like my analysis. Yeah, it's like he's basing it off the news and he's basing it off of like what he sees and all the charts and all that stuff, which was the same thing I was doing and some days I would guess wrong and it would go the wrong direction and then I would lose a bunch of money I don't see the value in paying somebody 125 dollars a month when i just lost over two thousand dollars on this this thing that Mm -hmm. does not equal out to me so again it's not my personal money i didn't spend two thousand dollars of my own money but i'm paying for this dude's service and it did me no good i did not pass my my challenge i am not going on tour with you know on freaking on a high so stoked that I reached one of my goals that I've been writing in my journal every day. Like, so it's dude, it sucks. It's super irritating. I'm so so disappointed and so like frustrated and then like I'm texting my brother-in-law and he's just like, like one, like kind of one word texts, you know, like, hey, yeah, like, oh man, that sucks. Like what was your lot size? I tell him I'm like, this is the problem though. This isn't this. This doesn't work, man. I'm done done. And like, I'm like, I would love to chat about this with you because I need to know what my options are. Can I like get in and at least try to make my money back? Like, or am I, is my account blown? No response. So I'm just like, dude, I need to just walk away from this. I don't need this stress before I leave on tour, man.
1: Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm sorry. Sorry. It didn't work out. That sounds yeah. really stressful, confusing. It It's, and, uh, it's It's like like too much stress man it just sounds like it's not really conducive to what you need you know how you the time that you have at your disposal
0: well i just feel like it's um it does work i mean it's been proven that's why so many people trade but it, it does work but it just it just doesn't work for me yeah it's too inconsistent um and it's been impossible for the last three months and three tries to pass this challenge. So that tells me that that's, that's not, that's not, it's not possible to, to, to do it. It's not possible to do. And it's it's not just going to uh, be
1: easier when you're traveling all over the world.
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's also not, it's also not, um, it it's, it's not good for my health. You know, it's like, you you, it's a, it's a carrot dangling in front of you. I could make this much money. I Mm -hmm. could, I could do this. All my problems can be fixed if I make this much money. But then when you lose that much money instead of make that much money, that's happened too many times to me. And the days when that happens, the feeling that I feel in my stomach and the feeling that I feel like my blood pressure and like the mental feelings that I have, it's, it doesn't equal out, man. It doesn't equal out, and and the only way that this would work is if I could work with um, a broker, and I could leverage you know my own money for you know a certain amount, and make that work for me without without like if I if I made like two thousand dollars, I had two thousand dollars extra, and then I got into worked with a broker that leveraged a you know fifty thousand dollar account, and I could, I didn't have to pass any, um, I didn't have to pass any, what do you call it? Um, challenges that would, that would work better for me than having the stress of like having 30 days to pass an unreachable challenge and then going South. I just, I'm, I'm done with that. Anyways, I'm not paying for that service. I'm not good. They're not going to get me for another $300, man. Like I'm not doing that. And this guy is like the douchiest douche of all douches. Like, you know, that I'm just like, dude, this is not my kind of guy. I would never hang out with this dude. I would never high five this dude. Like this dude is just not the kind of guy that I don't like. Just super cocky, you know, because he has money and he he hasn't worked for it. He just, he's, he's gotten good at trading and you have to work at that. You have to study and all that stuff. But so anyways, I do definitely need, um, I need a different, I need a side hustle, man. I need to figure out um, a way, you know, of making some money while I'm making money. Um, And um, so that's where like my courses and stuff like that come in. I I need to just work towards doing something different that is um, something that I enjoy doing, something that my heart is in, and not something that I'm just chasing this carrot, you know. The problem is though, man, like it's just these days, you just need to make more money. Like you can't afford nothing, dude. You can't afford a car. You can't afford a a house. You can't, you know, it's like my lessons don't cut it. You know, I don't make any money off the podcast, you know, and this, all this stuff takes my, my time. Right. And so, um, and it helps with my brand, but it's like, I need, um, I need some kind of side hustle that makes a living, you know, along with playing drums professionally. So um, that's that's. I mean, I'm not trying to like you know air my dirty laundry. I'm just saying that's the reality of like that's why I got into trading to help supplement my income so that I could like live a little bit more comfortably and reach my goals and um, raise my standard. That's like my whole point of like my whole thing is like having a higher standard for my living situation and myself and my mental health and everything. And so one of the biggest problems that I'm always complaining about and that I'm always, like I was reading my past journals over the past month and like seriously, the the biggest complaint that I have, like my life is so great in so many ways. I do what I love for work. I do a lot of volunteer stuff with my wife and like I totally thoroughly enjoy teaching. I love teaching people like not even just drums, but in other aspects of life, like, I love traveling. I'm super happy in my marriage. Like, all there's so many things to be happy about and be proud of and be stoked on. But I start getting so bummed about money. The biggest problem that I have, the biggest complaint that I have, the whole reason why I always journal every day is because of not having enough money. And so that's it. You know, that's why I'm like, okay, like I need to get into something that's more adult and something that's like away from creative and something that is just like what business people do. Rich people do like people with money do that's like people, they get into trading, you know? So, um, I don't think it's a knowledge thing. I don't think it's a, I don't think, you know, cause I did, I studied, I've, I've worked with people that, you know, know how to trade and it's for me, it's uh too much of, um, of, uh, like it's inconsistent. It's just completely inconsistent. And the people that claim to know how to trade and claim to know how to do this on, you know, the top levels, they don't know what they're doing either, dude. They're, they're guessing just like you are, Mm. you guys like come at, come and talk to me. You know, I don't care if you, you, you make 20 grand in one day to get ready for your weekend. I don't care because for that 20 grand that you made that weekend, your history to get to that had to be, you have some wins and you have some losses. And at the end of the day, dude, you are guessing, trust me, you're guessing you're, you're, you're like, this guy is basing it off of news. This guy is basing it off of patterns and analysis based on all the charts and all of this stuff. He's reading the candlesticks and all of that. You still took, you still hit more than you hit too many stop losses this week to guarantee me or to tell me that this is beneficial for me. You're you're a professional and you're providing a service, yet three of your trades on two days hit stop losses and took me out. Right. You cannot tell me that that is freaking profitable and worth the money that I put into your service. If, If my my track record was that good, if if you know three of the five people that I taught like didn't learn how to play drums, I shouldn't be a drum teacher you know? Yeah. So yeah, no, I don't care if two of the people that I taught out of five learned how to play drums. If three don't learn how to play if one doesn't learn how to play drums from my teaching, you shouldn't be a drum teacher, dude, and that's how I feel about trading. Mm-hmm. My, my trading has gone hor- horribly wrong and I'm basing it off of somebody else's export analysis that completely sucked. So go take your fancy fast and furious car and all your millions or whatever you do and have fun with that, dude. But uh, I don't know, man. I'm out. I ain't trying to hear that right now. <laughs> Stupid <laughs> idiots. Oh, if you man. would have saw this video, dude, you would have been like, "Oh, get this video off my computer. This guy sucks."
1: Yeah, I can. I have. I can picture him in yeah. my mind's eye. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: Oh man. So I mean, I guess we're like the trading brigade now just like an hour long soapbox about trading finance brigade finance brigade dude working in a co-work dealing <laughs> with people just <laughs> I, I think that's what my problem is. Like I just I, I can't be around these suit people stiff business people like I need to be around creative people. Yeah, I'm, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of people stifling me from being creative.
1: Sounds like you're ready to go on tour, man.
0: (laughs) That's the thing, man. I think my side hustle needs to be a creative outlet, like some kind of creative thing. I don't know if it's courses. I don't know. I don't know, but I need to make like, like I need some kind of side hustle, dude. It might not. I mean, honestly, the, the the route that I'm looking in is it has nothing to do with drums, man. I might be just making mom designs for like, (laughs) I don't know. Like I might be making like, I don't know, Hallmark style cards or something, you know, for moms that just sell themselves. I don't know. To be honest, I would love to have some kind of Etsy store or something where I use like, like I, I make something like I use a, a, a a platform like Teespring, like how we make our drum brigade shirts. Yeah that's linked to Etsy. Somebody buys a shirt on Etsy. Teespring makes it. The profit goes into my pockets. Etsy takes their, their, their percentage and Teespring takes their percentage. And then I don't have to, besides making designs, I don't have to like have stock. I don't have to ship anything. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to build a website. I don't want to do any of that. I just want something that makes me an income and has minimal like work or like i thought about getting a contractor's license again and having like a flooring company like where i just i'm the owner of the company but somebody else is running it you know like i I would i would just want to do something else that makes a living so i can just keep being creative and keep doing my stuff so yeah nice glad you guys can go on that roller coaster ride with me (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) Um, maybe we need to just like brainstorm, make an, make like maybe
1: we just need to make like an app. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know how much money's in apps. I know there isn't. There, it's like we should just make like, shirts that are just like big bold text of like I was thinking about all that. sorts of different options and you know hope that you know someone you know have just I like such, what you're going and, with such this. a variety I mean, that you, that you're bound to sell at least a handful. <laughs> yeah. Like, I take dumps, and then <laughs> <laughs> it <it'll> would probably sell. <laughs> it probably would sell. I take dumps, period. <laughs> period, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah.
0: I mean, the simplest things, man, sometimes. There's the episode know, name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I take dumps, period. <laughs>
0: uh, that probably is the episode <laughs> name. Um, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I've noticed there's a big thing with, with, um, AI, like AI generated, um, like images and stuff and people are buying that stuff. Like crazy dude, like AI generated stickers, people are buying that stuff. Like, like hotcakes on Etsy, you know, stickers, I know you don't, it's stuff that we don't think about, but there's like. Like i have some friends that do like this um like anime stuff and they make their own anime anime characters and so they're like hey we have a booth and i didn't know what kind of booth it was and so we showed up at their booth in ontario like close to la dude there was like a line around the block of people dressed up like anime characters i had this is a world i had no idea about didn't even know existed it was like hundreds of people in this weird in this parking lot and they were just going crazy over like anime stickers anime posters anime this anime that i am like what is this like what's the hottest thing here and they're just like i don't know like they're like we just got into this because my husband likes to draw and we like to make up our own characters and so we just decided to have a booth i'm like what <laughs> So, yeah, there's this old, there's a bunch of different worlds out there, man, where
1: people are nuts, um, and it's very cool. Anime, character on a shirt, text, I take dumps. That would sell. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, man. Maybe that's my new ticket, you know? <laughs> and then set up a service where you sell advice on how to do that for only $125 a month. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. And then I just post a video of me driving in my Mazda. Like,
0: yeah, man, I'm going to yeah. make up my deficit. Yeah.
1: Get a lot of colorful silk shirts and like gold, <laughs> gold chains. And uh, yes,
0: finely finely edged, like fade, you know, haircut. Yeah. Kind of like Polly Shore or something. Not Polly Shore. Polly from, I don't know what that dude's name is. Yeah. Pauly from, 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 from. from. What's that show, dude? Jersey Shore. That's why. Polly from Jersey Shore, not Polly Shore. Polly Shore Buddy. (laughs) Buddy that guy. (laughs) Uh, all right, guys. Well, this is a drum brigade podcast. That's it for the summer, but you might get some bonus episodes. So we're happy to be here for you guys. You're gonna get two episodes this week. It's gonna be amazing. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Hope my soapboxes didn't bum you out too much you know and um, thank you Funky Phil for all that you do thank you Corey yeah you bring value to this world that's one of my affirmations Aw, I like that (laughs) uh thank you guys camaraderie over competition live it oh yeah what is wrong with you Zilja? stop talking to me stop talking to me i mean i'm not gonna buy him i kind of draw the line at poop it's just not that funky honestly this whole sucks look dude you you, i can tell you've worked hard on chiseling your butt cheeks thanks for listening to the drum brigade podcast This podcast was recorded in the Beat Locker at Pimp City in Oceanside, California. This podcast was produced by Funky Phil Pardell, and all drops and original music are by Corey Kingston. The Drum Brigade theme song is I Don't Like Your Music by The Busters. For more episodes, please visit drumbrigade.com and hit up our archives to hear some great interviews with Thomas Lang, Daniel Glass, Stan Bicknell, Tosh the Drummer, Kurt Buscara, Mike Dawson, and many, many more. For all other things, or to get in touch, please visit drumbrigade.com. Oh yeah, one more thing, like and subscribe.